and welcome to another edition of Tales from the Own. This is episode six. Wow, can't believe that we've reached episode six. Joining with your host is me, Solo, from SoloReviews.com, Marky Mark. And we've got Steve from BFG, the head guy from Tales from the Own. You all right, buddy? <laughs> I'm fabulous, mate. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. It's Bank Holiday Monday. We normally do Sundays, but Bank Holiday Monday has arrived very, very quickly. A busy, busy weekend. You? I'm fairly chilled for once, yeah. Oh, it's a nice change. Oh, it is. It is. It's lovely. It's not. It's, it's normally reports and more reports and things like that. You end up doing at weekends. No, no, no. I've, I have a free weekend this weekend, so I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, and I must say, you're looking rather dapper with your new haircut. <laughs> I knew we'd bring this up. Yes, the fuss has gone. <laughs> he's all clean shaven. I bet he's got deodorant on as well. Nah, nah. nah Thankfully, <laughs> it's not smell vision, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, it's been a bit of a manic uh, morning today, to be honest with you. I've, uh, normally, like we normally do, we normally do the uh, podcast on a Sunday. And prior to doing the podcast, I do me up and closer table cam stuff. Well, obviously, bank holiday, I've done my table cam stuff this morning. So, uh, yeah. Have you had one of them days where just nothing will go right, no matter how you try? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been there, bruv. Yeah, <laughs> had that one. Well, as you know, on my table cams, I have music with it. And honestly, I could not find the music to go with the uh, camera work. It was so like, oh, no, I don't like this one. I don't like that one. I don't like this one. You've so, been yeah. getting picky again, haven't you? Yeah, I've just had one of those. <laughs> I don't know, it's just one of those. I won't say anything's gone major wrong or anything like that, but it's just sort of like, nah, that, that, nah it doesn't sound right, that, or nah, that doesn't look right. I've had one of I them have, days. I have noticed, though, mate, with your up and closest stuff, you've gone very chilled. Mm. I mean, some of the, ch the tune for the Alpha 3, I think it was. Love that. <laughs> Absolutely love that. <laughs> Uh, do you know what? As soon as I heard that track, um, have you seen the advert for Haven with the two yeah. girls? Well, I love that. I think that is so cleverly how they just turn their heads and that. I, I just love that. And as soon as I heard that one, I thought, oh, I've got to have that. I've got to. It's so <laughs> Austin Powers retro -y 60s. Oh, it was awesome. No, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed that one. I mean, the, don't get me wrong, the camera work was cracking as well. I mean, even Rev's uh, commented that the, the up and close quality just seems to have upped. Yeah, it's, I'm, I think I've said it before. I'm trying to get that, as much as I would love um, to get the camera work as beautiful and cinematic as Rev does, I just haven't got that literal time to sit down and mm. do that kind of um, intense um, video recording. I would love to, but I'm trying to get sort of like that happy medium balance of verging on that cinematic, almost um, close-up footage. But it's uh, obviously you've got to think time-wise. So well, uh, I'm biased, but I think you're there, mate. Don't oh, worry about sure. it. <laughs> So what have you been up to the weekend then? Chilling mainly, uh, catching up with my quest to watch the whole of the MCU. I've been doing that and uh, 
had a cheeky peek at uh, the new John Wick part of it. So, oh, uh, John Wick three. Yeah. Oh. oh Thing is, so what's he going to be annoyed at this time? Well, I mean, the first time it was because his dog got killed. The second time was because his car got nicked. I mean, what's he going to be nifted off this time? I I could tell you, but it's a major spoiler. <laughs> so no. <laughs> I mean, Excuse I mean, me. I mean, John Wick five and six. I mean, what's he going to be nuffed off the ingrown toenail? <laughs> John Wick gets his energy bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a nightmare! Yeah, yeah. No, there's some really, really good films sort of circling for uh, being released. So well, I've, really I've took a real interest in Terminator. That looks quite interesting. I saw the trailer come out, I think it came out on Wednesday uh, of this week. And yeah, that looks very... It's not giving everything away, but you know, unfortunately with Terminator trailers, they kind of do give you the plot line in the trailer. There's some heavy hints in it. Yeah. Especially the the one that she held in her arms, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so obviously we've got a girl that's looks like a um, a Terminator, but she's not because she says she's human. But she, obviously she's got metal parts, or so she might be a hybrid or something like that. Arnold's in it as well, which I was quite surprised. Um, looking very old, and as he is, uh, I mean, how old's uh, Arnie now? He must be in his seventies, eighties. No, I think he's 70s. Yeah, he must be 70s, knocking up to near 80s. He was early 20s in the 70s when they did the bodybuilding movie. Yeah. So he's in it anyway, but there's no sign of John Connor. No, no sign of John Connor, Mm. but... So unless unless all the uh, timeline has completely frelled that much now... That well, probably John Connor isn't the main saviour anymore. That's well, what te- I was thinking. Technically, about. they reset it, didn't they? Mm, technically, sort of. Yeah, but I mean, the, the the human that doesn't know they're a Terminator, mm. that's already been done in Genesis. Exactly. So it, it, they're sort of tying together the storylines from the from all of them, really. So this this could be a real interesting film. Mm. It could be a really interesting... I mean, I like my Terminators anyway. I mean, I've been a big fan ever since the first one, so... I'm I'm just drooling over the, the lady that appeared with the large shotgun. Oh, oh bless her. Oh, she's back. Yeah, finally. I know. <laughs> Sarah Connor is properly back. I... Excuse me, I'm drooling slightly. <laughs> to be honest with you, she's looking well. Oh, is she? She is looking well. I know we're gentlemen of a certain age, but there's there's one kick-ass lady. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, you won't argue with her, would you? No. no. <laughs> Blimey! Oh no! no, no. <laughs> Can you imagine that knocking on your door and going, "Hey, mum." <laughs> we are watching we are watching come strictly <laughs> yes love so we best start off with the usual uh, normal stuff 
What have you eaten uh, on kiddo? The buffet, right. The VK1 flash. That is... I'm still having slight issues with the uh, wattage setting. Mm. If you turn the knob too quick down, it jumps. But it doesn't jump down, it jumps up. Really? Yeah, so it, it's... It, it's done it since I got it. It could just be a, a one-off, but mm. it's one I'm keeping an eye on. Mm. And in that, I've got the IVG uh, Chew, the Peppermint Breeze, which okay. is actually, it, it's not bad. The peppermint's nice. It's mm. just a bit, um, you know, the cheap knockoff versions of Wrigley's that you used to get? No, I never had cheap knockoff Wrigley's. Must admit, uh, <laughs> no, not, not not that was branded. They were different brands, and in the older and proper packaging. But it just wasn't that sort of Wrigley's flavour. Mm. It's sweeter. That's what I'm getting off this. All oh, right, yeah, I kind of know what you mean. Yeah, it's it's sort of a, it's very close, but it's no cigar. Mm. Yeah. Um, the last of the Lick Remix Dib Dab. Um, that's in the. Uh, Pandora, and mm. that's got the Druger on top. As uh, AD, AD and myself were saying, um, this is a very, really nice lemony sherbet. Mm. You know, it's quite tart. It's one of those that sort of makes you pucker up, but mm. really nice. Um, finally, I've got the MVV with the Apocalypse Gen 2 on top. Nice. And in that, I've got... Ice cream, uh, I think it's ice cream social, I believe. It's from Vapable. Mm-hmm. And that is the Twister flavour, which has got a really nice heavy fruit kick. Mm. But um, I was watching Flat Caps uh, reviews of, of the, some of the other ice cream range, and this suffers from the same thing that all of those did, that... There's not a lot of creaminess to it. There's lots of fruit. Don't mm. get me wrong. Lots of fruit. Lots of uh, chill to it. Mm. There's a nice kick of coolada. There's not a lot of creaminess, but it's really nice. If you mm. like your fruit, you'll love that. Mm. Could you add um, any cream to it? You probably could. Um, my mixing isn't up to it, to be honest. Mm. Um, I'm not one of these that can sort of say, oh, yes, that needs three mil of this and bump it'll work you know mm. um but i would imagine a heavy cream maybe a bavarian with that oh oh a nice bavarian slice mm. Mm. Oh, i could just munch on one of them now mm. oh don't i've got a hand cream for a, a fresh cream donut with a big blob of jam down the middle mm. oh mm. i could do with that <laughs> I, I, I i remember go, uh, as a child there used to be a little corner shop, only a small little corner shop, independent little thing. And when I used to go to the Air Cadets on a Thursday night, I used to stop off and get a Bavarian slice. Oh, nice. oh they were gorgeous. And it was that cream that you can chew it. It was that yep. thick and dense. Oh, oh. Mm. Oh, happy days, happy days. And do you know something? I know it, it sounds daft. I, I don't know whether it's because of so like that that mom, uh, memory fondness type of thing, but I've never found the same one again. 
Yeah. He's, he's I know that one. There used to be, uh, there was a baker's in the pit village where I grew up and they used to do jam tarts and it was this bright red, not a seed in sight, strawberry jam. Mm. But it was really gelatinous and sticky. Mm. And then it had this real short crust pastry and I've never found one that topped that. Mm. I used to really love... We're really going off topic here. We are, I, we are. <laughs> I used to really love a nice egg slice. Oh. Oh, now you're talking, son. But <laughs> nowadays, when you get an egg slice, I don't know about you, but it kind of... It's more like custard. Yes, bland. Very, very bland, yeah. I mean, I know it it is an egg custard um, uh, tart, but it's more a vanilla-y custard than it is an egg custard, that dense, dark, yellow, strong flavour. Nutmeg on top. Mm. Mm. Stop it, will you? I'm getting hungry now. (laughs) Oh, bless Uh, you. I think we better jump onto your buffet now, dear boy, before my, we go too far off track. <laughs> my buffet, not a lot today, actually. Um, I've got the two things that's coming up for review. One is the Raptor Tank from EH Pro, distributed by Horizon Tech Distro. So uh, I'm testing that, which is a sub tank. And to be honest with you, it's a nice little sub tank. Uh, it looks really nice. I've got the bubble glass on there. And to be honest with you, yeah, really nice. Got mesh coil. I've got the dual mesh coil on this one coming out at a 0.23 ohms. Got it at 66 watts on the Minikin V3. And in that, I've got Zebra Cola. You Mm. brave, brave boy. (laughs) It's not horrible, but I've had nicer cola. It's It's a cross between... A cola cube and a cola jelly sweet or candy. Mm, it's that kind sharp. of a yeah. It's a little bit chemically, a little bit sweet, and a little bit tart as well. But it has got that generic cola taste. So yeah, it's it's not horrible, and I will vape all of it. Um, so yeah, it's all right. But the tank itself, loving it. Really nice flavour, quite crisp. So, yeah, I'm enjoying that at the present moment. How does it compare to the Mesh Pro, then? All right. Um, Mesh Pro. Hmm. See, I'm a big lover of the Freemax Mesh Pro. Mm, I really am. And, ironically, I like the dual mesh on their coils as well. And, to Mm. be honest with you, hmm, it's not far away from it. Well, now I'm intrigued to see the rest of the review, so hurry up and get it up. <laughs> that will be either, what day is it today, Monday, uh, not two, it'll be Wednesday, that. So, oh, and what will be up tomorrow night is the Steam Crave RTA, um, which is the version two, the humongous mm. uh, tank. Yes, it is massive, absolutely huge. Really easy to build on, really easy to work. And yeah, considering this is a 30 mil humongous tank, I love it. Absolutely love it to pieces. The flavour that I'm getting off of this one is on par with a 22 mil tank, 
a 24 That's mil impressive. tank. Yeah, it really is. And I've got that on the the V sticky. I always forget. It's the VX530 with the yee chip on mm. the side. The one that I picked up for 40 quid at Expo. And I think it looks really nice. It's a real. It doesn't look over. Even though it's a big tank, it doesn't look overly big on the uh, the VX five three L. Really nicely proportioned. That yeah, and flavour of it, oh, absolutely gorgeous. I mean, the VK five thirty is getting some seriously, some serious good comments. You know, when you're looking at the social media i mean it's a poor man's g-class it's the best way of explaining it it's a poor man's g-class it's got a nice uh chip on the inside which obviously is the 530 um, mm. version very very simple uh menu system really easy to work especially considering the yee you normally so like a little bit of a learning curve to get around the menu system this one mm. isn't it's pretty simply laid out uh, there's a lot of stuff on this that i will never use you can change your themes and things like that. You can change wallpaper and all that kind of stuff. But as a mod, overall, it's very, very comfortable in the hand. It's very ergonomic. The firing button is really nice and clicky. Overall, I'm quite impressed with it. And I'm not a big, big fan of EHE chips, to be honest with you. I'm not into that toddle switch um, mm. to move around your menu system. But this one, I have... I've not had a single problem. I've used it ever since uh, Expo. And, yeah, it's brilliant. I really do like it. And in that, what have I got in that, you are wondering and asking? I have got uh, Basics uh, Cool Lemonade. Very, very simple on that one. What mm. else have I got? Uh, not a lot, believe it or not. I have got the Kelpie. Still absolutely loving that. Got that on the Eurus. Uh but in that one, I've still got the tiniest bit of Breakfast Delight from uh, Luxury Vape. And last but not least, again, I'm on the Aroma Aromaizer. I will get it out. Light RTA. This is the one from Steam Crave that does both the mouth to lung and direct to lung. Mm. Yeah. Still can't make my mind up about it. I keep on playing with it. Um, I've put another build in it since... Um, Thursday when I showed it on the uh, home service uh, live show and yeah I'm still I can't make my mind up about it to be honest with you as a direct along lovely flavour really do like it but I just don't like the look of it for starters mm -hmm. I, I just think it looks an ugly looking uh, tank and I also think it's just over engineered really do and I do not like the uh, build deck. It's really tiny. It's almost like going backwards and having a little kanga. Now, the only thing that I can think of about this tank is I'm wondering if Steam Crave are going to start doing pre-made coils. Yeah. Because the size of this deck is almost like you could have a stock coil in there. That'd so be I'm, interesting. I'm wondering if they are going to go down the line of stock coils so you can put just straight insert it obviously it's a bit hard explaining it when you can't see it but the best way of explaining it is the actual deck is virtually the same size as a pre-stock uh, coil nice. it's, it's literally the same size so you've got a very restricted chamber inside and everything very very over engineered for what it is 
very over-engineered. And there's a couple of quirky bits, things like the drip tip that comes with it doesn't fit on top properly. There's my OCDs, you can see edges and things like that. So it's more designed for your original, like your little 510 drip tips. Right. It's almost arcing. The only way I can explain it is almost arcing back to sort of like 2014, 2013, this design of it as well. It's a very mm. weird... So, yeah, I'm still playing around with that one. I've got that on the Flash VT1 from OMIA, and I've had not a single problem with this uh, mod. So, yeah, I'm on that. And on the inside of there, I have got uh, Blaz Melon. <laughs> so there you Very go. nice. That, that, that's what's going off with me today. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, that uh, Stingrave Light, I mean, if it was released... Back in the day, I don't think it would have raised any eyebrows. Then we've just got not. that used that used to the wider eight yeah. ten fittings. It's just all very, obviously me. it's very difficult to, uh, to uh, trying to explain it here. Mm. But obviously, you'll see it on when I do the review next week. The deck is almost reminiscent of um, I'm trying to think of the Kanga when they used to have the stock coil and the rebuildable deck. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger than that. So if you imagine a modern day uh, stock coil, the sizes, mm. you know, I mean, they're quite large. You've almost got that same size of deck to play around mm. with, and the way that wouldn't you insert to, it wouldn't mm. take much to convert it because mm. all you do is just change the bed for the contact, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, exactly. So interesting. See, it's going to be an interesting review this one. So, and there's lots of parts to it. You know, like the K-Fun has loads and loads of parts. Yeah. This has loads of parts where, to be honest with you, I don't think it really needed it. Hence the over-engineering. Mm. Yeah. And, and, no, I can see your point. And if they were trying to go for the mouth-to-lung sort of feel of the K-Lite, mm. then you can understand it. But doing direct-to-lung as well. Mm. Flavour-wise, uh, to be honest with you, I'm getting on with it really well. The flavour's gorgeous. Got a lovely flavour off it. Um, that I've got no complaints about. The mouth-to-lung side of it, you don't quite do it quite right for me, but direct-to-lung, it works fine. So, well, I shall, I shall wait with anticipation for <laughs> your review, dear boy. Anticipation. Oh, indeed. Right. Is it news time? I believe it is. <laughs> news time. <laughs> That's getting camper every week, you know that. <laughs> Gordon Bennett. <laughs> right. Well, I know this has been doing the rounds. Um, this is. We thought this was worth having a look at, uh, mainly on the lines of giving out a bit more information. Mm. Um. I'm talking about the Argos recall for Smock and Inikin products. Now, for those of you on uh, social media, you've already seen Chris's post and the pictures provided by one of his subscribers. And I know Vic's also mentioned it in his What's Up this week. Um, so, to give you a bit of background for those that haven't seen it, Argos have been stocking uh, Smock and Inikin products, which is mainly, from the looks of it, the Xpriv, the Proton Bionikin, the Smock Mag, uh, the Smock Xpriv, 
kit chrome and the proton in black and when I first read this I thought this was about lipo batteries but it's not um, these particular kits all come with externals and that's where the problem started so it would appear and I've not seen anything official yet to, to uh, state it in 100% solid fact that the 18650s that the kits were uh, provided with weren't strong enough amperage for the device. Um, for those, well, bit of a history lesson, obviously vaping kits start out as torches. 18650s are normally torch batteries. Mm. Yeah. Um, so what we've managed to find is which mods are actually affected so I'll just give you that quickly so it is the smock X priv in black and red and the Argos number is 7395615 the X priv in chrome which is 8638151 the mag kit in black 8143639 the mag kit in black and red, 8651592. And then the Inikin products are the Inikin Proton kit in rainbow, which is 8647661. And the Inikin Proton kit in black, 8652175. If you purchased one of those recently, you need to take them back to Argos. Now, it, from the sounds of it, it's been an overheating issue with the battery. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and if it is too low amp for the for the rig, then obviously we know what's going to happen. The battery will heat up because when you even at point one five, I think it was something around point one five. You, you you're probably looking at around the twenty amp draw. Mm, something like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not far off. So, are the uh, obviously these are kits that don't normally have are sold without batteries, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and it would appear that Argos has been selling them with batteries mm. as a ready-to-go kit. Right, that's what's bitten them. Because mm. I wouldn't imagine that there's many people in um, Argos who actually vape, so yeah. they probably. As far as they can see, a battery is a battery is a battery. Mm. You see, if people don't know, um, batteries are actually graded. Um, you get A, by A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and it keeps on going. And when the manufacturers make battery, um, obviously they're all tested. Now, the A batteries will go to industrial companies. Mm. Then you'll get your B batteries, your C batteries, and they will go... To the likes of us now these batteries obviously your samsung like your samsung 25rs and things like that your proper ones and then the further the grading goes obviously the cheaper they become and these are the ones that we need to be careful with because a lot of these companies buy them rewrap them and then start falsifying their actual um, amps and obviously their mar as well that's where the problem does lie and and that's where Mooch comes in. Mm. In terms of battery safety, <clears throat> the best thing you can possibly do is go, if you're thinking about buying batteries, go over to Mooch's page on Facebook and just have a look at the reviews. Yeah. 
um, definitely. I mean, Mooch, um, yeah, just go to Mooch, literally, go to Mooch. Uh, I been following Mooch ever since I heard about him well quite a few number of years ago and yeah he's the battery guy if you want to know anything about batteries go and talk to Mooch definitely I've, I've got to admit though I've got to I, I want to get this out obviously as well do you think that um, companies like obviously Sainsbury's actually owns Argos do you think they are the right people to sell um, vaping products? I think they are the right people to, to provide an outlet, um, not with batteries, though. See, me yeah. personally, I don't think they should. And there's a reason why I, I think that. I think things like vaping products should be sold in a vape shop. And the reason yeah. behind all this is the safety aspect of it. And obviously, we've now got this going off with the Argos. With a said vape shop, if someone's going into a, into a vape shop, you've got that safety aspect. They can actually tell the, the customer about the product, about the batteries, etc., etc. Whereas if you're buying it literally from Argos, I just think it just... I don't know, it just doesn't feel, sit comfortable with me. I can't exactly explain it completely, but it just doesn't sit comfortable. Yeah, I mean, but there's also an argument. There are certain B&Ms that I wouldn't buy a kit from. Mm. You know, um, the stories are more and more prevalent about the, the Get Rich Quickers, you know, recently opened, just interested in the cash. Mm. So for you know, putting people on the wrong path, I would suggest that if you if you want to get a new one, you get find a B and M, check it out, go onto the rating sites, look on Facebook. You know, if they've got four or five star reviews, they're normally there for a reason. You know, mm. and don't just take the ones that have got one because for all you know, that's the owner's mate. Mm. Yeah, you want something that's got four or five good reviews. Preferably with the description of the the service they got. Hmm. I don't. Um, I don't know. I I would never dream of buying um, vape product from Argos ever. I, I just wouldn't. I'd if, say, I, if I if I'd I was say, out at work, yeah, and I dropped my kit, the ability to go to Argos and just pick up an expriv, especially if I was away from home, yeah, yeah. that'd be brilliant. Mm. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's, I don't know. It just I I can't explain it. It just doesn't sit comfortable with me. I, I don't know why. I, is it because it's it's Argos? Yeah. Is, is, is it that sort? Of, am I being a bit? Um, uh, I, I don't know. Am I being a bit too cautious? Uh, you, you you're buying a product that you know that the people that's selling it you hasn't got a clue about the product. Yeah, but you walk into any curries and you're going to find that, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, I've been into buy TVs and, and computer gear especially, you know. Yeah, but, and, I mean, let's face it, there's not as much of a safety aspect on a computer than there is with vaping. No, but it's more about the actual price of the product that you're buying, 
uh, and the performance you're going to get out of it and what your expectations are to what you get. Mm. I mean, with, with, with Argos, as I, I, we, we've talked about this previously, uh, and as I said then, Argos are always going to take the safest route, mm. which will be the recall. Yeah? The last thing they want is somebody getting injured, mm. which is great. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, 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 kudos to Argos. I'm, I'm not um, slating Argos as a company. Oh, definitely not. No, no, no. I mean, what they're doing is recalling uh, them products. I think is absolutely brilliant. I think that's great. I mean, you wouldn't get that from probably a vape shop anyway. Mm. But yeah, so, I mean, so yeah, in in one respect, yeah, I suppose it is a good thing that. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. With with the vape shop, I mean, vape, vape shops I find are like e juices. Mm. You know, it's a personal thing whether it fits or not. Mm. Yeah, um, there's been a number in in my local sort of market town. Unfortunately, the one I used to really enjoy going to was shut. Um, but I know that I can go to one of the others, mm. and they've got very knowledgeable staff. The range is, you know, the prices are a bit more expensive, but mm. the knowledge is there, which is great, you know. And I don't know if you've ever done it, but first time I went in, you'd have thought I'd never touched a vape, vape device in my life, even though there's a mech sat, mm. <laughs> secreted upon my person, you know, mm. just to sort of see what the crack was, you know. Yeah, yeah, you always, I always do that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad it's not just me then, because I was no. starting to feel guilty. <laughs> no, I always—I I don't know why I always do that. I always play ignorant first, see just to see how much they know. I'm terrible. Well, it's one—it's one way to for us uh, to actually see if sort of like you're buying it from a reputable uh, uh, shop, aren't you? Really? Oh yeah. I mean, so, to be honest, I've only ever caught out a couple. Mm. I tell you one thing. I would actually love to see um, what people think. Um, so, if you'd like to leave a comment about this, do you think it's a good idea or a bad idea for a company like Argos? I'm not just saying Argos alone, but an Argos esque shop to actually selling uh, e-cigarette products. What's well, your thoughts? Our local Morrison's is is more about the vape pods, mm. but Asda. They've been carrying um, stick kits. Yeah, they've started selling stick kits, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we're not just talking Argos, we're talking your supermarket mm. brands. Uh, I, I myself would really like to see what people are thinking. Mm. Yeah. Would you be happy to go and buy a product from Argos? Is, is it, I'd love to know what people actually think about that. Because uh, me personally, it's, it's sort of like... I don't know whether I'm being elitist or being snobbish or anything like that, but it's sort of like, just, no, no, you go to Argos to buy sort of like garden furniture and things like that, don't you? It's sort of like... Yeah, I, but, I mean, you can buy uh, soldering irons and things yeah, from Argos Yeah, I know, well. I know, I know. It's, it just seems to be a bit... I, I just can't put my finger on it. I, like I said, I, I don't know whether I'm being snobbish or what. It just seems to be a bit... Hmm. I mean, can I throw another spin on this? Is there any difference between Argos and Amazon? Exactly. There isn't really, is there? No. But saying that, I won't buy vape products off of Amazon either. I've done it a few times. Mm. I'm not being bit yet. 
Mm. I'd rather buy it off Amazon than I would off eBay. Well, eBay, I mean, you don't know who you're buying it off of. Well, yeah. Uh, eBay's a totally different ball game, isn't it, really? <laughs> it, it is a tad more Wild West, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I mean, you're not kidding. But yeah, I would love to know what the, the listeners are, uh, what they think about it. That would be quite interesting. Yeah, and, and if you're not listening on YouTube, you can always leave a comment on the uh, podcast if you're on SoundCloud. Mm. So please do leave a comment. We'd love to sort of yeah. see what your thoughts are. Um, I'd be really interested to see from uh, some of our American listeners. Because mm. obviously they might have a very different setup to us. Now, I'm not aware of whether it's a possibility because I'm wondering if, As- if Asda are carrying it, our Walmart. Mm. So if you can enlighten me as to whether Walmart are carrying uh, vape kit. Because let's face it, in America, I mean, their their supermarkets are huge, aren't they? Oh, yeah. And you can buy everything from guns to blooming trucks to boats and God knows what. I mean, we've seen it on on TV and that. It's like huge. So, yeah, might be interesting. On our one and only trip to Florida, we found the Walmart and I was amazed. I mean, (laughs) there's stuff on the walls in there that you're thinking, oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, having come, it was what? It was early 2000, and the big screens hadn't really hit the UK yet. Mm. You could buy them, but they were really expensive. So to walk into this Walmart and see all the just stacks and stacks of massive tellies and guns and sports kit and canoes, <laughs> you know, you know, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like Narnia. <laughs> it's a different world, isn't it? Totally different world. Oh, is it? I mean, <laughs> would well. I mean, this could be an episode in itself. The differences we found it, it was huge. But uh, I think we'd better move on, hadn't we, dear boy? Are we going for our main topic? I, I think we ought to. Main topic time. <laughs> Yeah, that's getting camp and all. <laughs> right, if you were listening uh, on the home service, we, we did tell what the main topic was going to be. And following the uh, success, I'd say, really, of uh, the Queen biopic. And now, obviously, we've got the Rocket Man, which is Elton John. Yeah. We set the questions to ourselves, what bands would we like to see in a big screen biopic. Now, some of the bands we're going to mention probably have small screen documentaries. Um, I know at least one of mine does. But which bands did we think should have the full cinematic... I do apologise. The full cinematic uh, experience. (laughs) She hasn't spoken to me all morning and she chooses now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it. The Bohemian Rhapsody was absolutely fantastic. I, we was on the edge, literally on the edge, me and Jan was literally on the edge of our seats from start to finish. Absolutely, thoroughly enjoyed it, especially when they did the live aid and everything. And I'm really looking forward to the Elton John. I mean, the clips that I've seen look absolutely fantastic. So if, yeah, if they're going to be doing it in that style, there are quite a few bands that I would absolutely love to see. So, 
I'm going to kick off. I'm going to kick off. Uh, believe it or not, I thought Leonard Skinner. Ah, now, I think somewhere in the foggy recess of my memory, there may be one in the offing for that. Mm. Because if you remember rightly, I mean, they had sort of like Freebird and obviously uh, the death and that lot. So I thought, yeah, that might actually be quite an interesting uh, uh, band to go out. So what are you thinking? Well, I think the main one that sprang to mind for me was Aerosmith. Mm. Yeah, Aerosmith would be good. Such a, a long history and the amount of drama in the background sort of the drug use the toxic things there's the whole story about joe perry's wife chucking milk over one of the other band members wives and that's what led to joe perry splitting Mm. so then you've got that four it's what it's about a five-year period where joe perry was doing the joe perry project Mm. and then one of the original members of aerosmith goes to leave to join him Mm. And then Aerosmith got back together sort of 85. And then you've got the story of them going clean. And the year after, they all go through rehab again. Bump. You know, you've got a massive hit on that. You've got permanent vacation. Mm. Well, once it, once that it, uh, the run DMC uh, that really brought them back from the brink. Yeah, Walk This Way. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what that would have been around 83, 84. Yeah, somewhere around there, isn't it? Maybe a little earlier. I think Done with Mirrors, Done with Mirrors was 85, Mm. and that was a bit of a flop. There was no singles off that. Mm. Because they got really popular uh, with Loving an Elevator and all that, didn't they? Yeah, that was uh, Permanent permanent Vacation and Pump. Mm. Because Pump was absolutely brilliant. That's when I saw them on tour. I saw them at uh, Donington. Well, uh, I, I saw them at NEC with Thunder. Yeah, so. yeah well, Thunder yeah. were on there. That, that was, oh, when was that? 1990. Mm, oh, that what a year. Oh, what a year 1990 was. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, no, the, there was some amazing... And it was really weird because... When you listen to Permanent Vacation, it was almost like you'd found a new band. That mm. was my first sort of hit of Aerosmith. Yeah. So I didn't realise that there was this huge back catalogue as well. Mm. I never really, um, prior to, obviously, Pump, I hadn't really not, not bothered with Aerosmith, to be fair. And it wasn't until literally Pump, I mean, obviously, I'd heard the Run DMC uh, track. And, yeah, um I liked it anyway, mm. but it was so like they never was on my radar up until that era. So like yeah, eighty eighty seven ish. That's when all of a sudden I started noticing, oh Aerosmith, these sound. And then all of a sudden you realise, jeeps, they've been going on for ages. I mean, the, the the bit that made me laugh was that they were at one point in the seventies they were being compared to the Rolling Stones. Mm. Because of the physical similarities between uh, Steve Tyler and Mick Jagger mm. and, and the stage presence. I mean, having seen them live, I can see why those similes were being drawn. Mm. Me, I, I'd have Tyler any day of the week. Yeah. Oh, watching him backflip across the stage and stuff. I mean, for a bloke his age at the time. Exactly. Yeah. 
And so, say he was straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking about people that are straight, Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. Now, he, I know, I know, now he's the most campiest bloke on stage ever. <laughs> oh, Mr. Robert. Mr. Plant. Yeah. Yes. But I, if they went into, if they did the Led Zeppelin bit, I would love to get the... If they could, it would be very, very hard. But uh, Jimmy Page, Jimmy, mm. the actual Jimmy Page story would be quite interesting, because prior to him being in Led Zeppelin, he was a session player and he played in a lot of other bands and things like that. So that would actually be quite interesting. You know, the formation of Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah, I mean Jimmy Page was uh, officially one of the Yardbirds, mm. which was. Um... Because at one point, Led Zepp were actually named the, the new Yardbirds. Yeah. Um, so if they got it from round about that era, with the start in the film, it would mm. be good. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, but I think it was 68 they formed. So, yeah, I mean, that's the tail end of the Summer of Love, isn't it? Mm. And you're hitting the psychedelia. Yeah. Sort of prog rock era. Mm. Because around the same time, you've got Black Sabbath. I'm trying to think who else. See, I was more into Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be... Well, I wonder if Pink Floyd would be interesting for me. But it's sort of like, I suppose you, you've always got to remember, so like, with the two that's already been out or coming out, you, you've got Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, let's face it, Freddie Mercury was a very flamboyant, over-the-top person. Same with Elton John. Elton John was a bigger-than-life person. So even though we'd like certain bands to be done in that form, we've you've always got to remember, so like... You need someone with sort of like that zest, don't you? I mean, you've got people oh. like David Bowie. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not a big Bowie fan. There's certain bits and pieces I like, but he had a, a, another flamboyant lifestyle as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, talking about the, going back to Led Zepp, I think the the stories about the the excess and the trash in the hotel rooms mm. and the TVs out in the snow and all the rest of it, that's the sort of thing that makes a good biopic. Mm. With Aerosmith, you've got the drug use, you've got the sort yeah. of they failed and then picked themselves up again. Mm. Um, another one, I think, along that line would be Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers, definitely. Because um, that sort of starts off more punk. Mm. the metal yeah and I, I don't think they've ever considered themselves sort of metal more funk pop mm. you know? oh yeah it's um, definitely more funk but I mean I spent this morning listening to quite a few of their back catalogue and thoroughly enjoyed myself <laughs> but there's loads of bands that I would love to see a, a really good biopic uh, Sisters of Mercy I'd love to get into that one because the absolute mayhem that went off with Sisters of Mercy with uh, record labels and things like that was honestly if you've ever heard the history of uh, Sisters of Mercy there was some mega big fallouts with major record labels and that's why he never 
got to the success that Sister's Mercy always deserved because of his continually. But the thing is, uh, would it be more a film about Andrew Eldritch's ego? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So for for the masses, that would probably be the most boringest um, film ever. It'd probably be a flop. But to the fan base... It would be absolutely brilliant. It's it's one of them ones, isn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, the story with the the mission and Sisters of Mercy mm. alone. Yeah. You could you could do that in an hour and a half. You know. <coughs> but uh, you have to excuse me. I will keep on getting this frog in my throat. Let me take a slurp of uh, mm. the good stuff. No, it's not fresh brewed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, the, there are bands like that that you think I'd love to. ACDC. Yeah, I'd like to see ACDC. ACDC, especially their rise to fame. Yeah, that, I mean... That the, would be good. There was a documentary on BBC4 not so long back, but that took more from pre-ACDC mm. and it was more about the record label alright so um, I'm just thinking who did Friday on my mind oh brain's gone dead so is mine oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, afraid, I'm afraid I'm going to have to google foo this Go so on. I do apologise google foo uh, <laughs> yes I'm trying not to <laughs> Oh. Fried on my mind. Brain won't work. Who sang that? Easy Who? Easy Beats. Ah, Easy Beats. Right, and the reason I bring the Easy Beats into this conversation is one of the Easy Beats was Angus's eldest brother. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, George. George. George was a member. Was one of the founder members of the Easy Beats. Right, I never knew that. So, it was George that got. Um, he got the record label interested Mm. and they George once the Easy Beats was over and done with along with the the lead guitarist I believe Mm. became producers for the record label right and they were part they were instrumental in ACDC the ACDC sound Rose Tattoo, mm-hmm. um, lots of sort of straight rock and roll Australian pub music, really. Mm. They were trying to get that live, raw feel on, on the record. Mm. I mean, if you get a chance, seeing this um, documentary, well worth it. Mm. It's an hour of just pure entertainment. Um and what I didn't realise was, remember the old disco track, Waiting for a Train? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guess who that was? Who were it? George. Right. George Young was the voice singing that sort of semi-talks through that yeah. track. Yeah, that was him. Blimey, neck. So, Which yeah. is a really scary thought. <laughs> yeah, it is really, yeah. So we've talked about bands that we'd like to see. Which biopics have you already seen uh, that you think was absolutely brilliant? Uh, one straight away is The Doors with Val Kilmer for me. I absolutely loved that one. That was a bit too theatrical for me. 
Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the bringing the whole sort of visions in the desert and the, the Indian in. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't think it was as ballsy as real life, to be fair. I, I still enjoyed it. I thought that was a good one. Another one I enjoyed was The Runaways. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you've got a thing for Joan Jett, haven't you? So. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I did read, whilst I was doing my homework for this, that The Go-Go's may have a biopic. Really? That would be good. Yeah, old Belinda Carlisle. Yeah, well, I mean, she was she was a different beast when she was back in the Go Go's, wasn't she? She certainly was a different beast. Oh, I'm <laughs> kidding. oh yeah. Uh, I tell you, another um, would be an interesting, um, and I say biopic. It would be interesting going more record labels. Would be the Two Tone. That would be an awesome story. Because you wouldn't believe how many different bands that you know went to two-tone first it was well yeah i mean selector you've got specials mm. um that that came out of the house parties in birmingham really yeah. didn't so that'd be another interesting another one that i would like to more more for me personally is the elo story oh now that'd be a good one yeah because elo originally um started with move yeah and obviously that's how obviously and then you got the split with the wizard and yeah. how elo became elo so that that would be quite interesting but that, that that's more a personal thing well, well i think again there's been a, a couple of documentaries jeff lynn isn't it mm, that's right yeah a couple of documentaries about sort of jeff lynn as a, an artist and then onto him being sort of a producer yeah, I mean, he's he's done a lot producing. wise. Oh, you'd be so so surprised. Oh, you'd be amazed. I mean, when I was again doing my homework on this um, journey, mm. now journey do ha have got a planned biopic apparently. Really? Um, which would be really interesting because mm. I mean, they started off as a sort of jazz rock. Sorry, right, I've got a fly running around my head. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking it's in here. <laughs> there's a fly. <laughs> so if you can hear buzzing, I do apologise. It's a fly. <laughs> so we've got... Um, Journey originally started out as a sort of jazz rock band and released a couple of singles and, and they didn't go anywhere. Mm. So then Steve Perry joins and brings a more poppy sound and you're looking, what, 78 was Infinity, so that was the first big hit, Wheel in the Sky. Mm. And then you go through Evolution, Escape, from Tears, and I think the one for me was Escape, because that was 81. Mm. So I was just cutting my little sort of baby rock teeth back then. Oh, bless you. So you got Who's Crying Now, Don't Stop Believing, Open Arms. Then 83, you had Frontiers, and that was Separate Ways was the big single off that. Mm-hmm. Then went on to star in at least one of my favourite films, which is Tron, and I think it was Legacy with Who's Crying now, uh, with Separate Ways. You know, somebody, I never got on with them. What, Tron? Mm, no, no, with Journey. Oh, with Journey? Mm. It I was think it... too... 
I never liked that 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 kind of rock. It was so sort of like dad rock to me. Yeah, but <laughs> I know it, sure, I shouldn't say things like that, but it, to me it was more yeah, it was that mm, um yeah, that almost California yeah, but I've always been a sucker for a power ballad, so yeah, yeah give me Journey. I was never then, really into that. Oh, Foreigner was another band that was, yeah, it just never, that. Yeah, um, but um, it, it was Journey that got me interested in Bad English, though. Mm, I did like Bad English, yeah, I must admit. Yeah, so you, you've got the, you've got Neil Sean and Jonathan Cain from Journey in Bad English. Mm. Which I'd never tweaked, and then it was on um, video for when I see you smile, mm. and you, you just sort of get that shot, and then suddenly thought, "Damn, I know him." <laughs> <laughs> I used to. There was a documentary. Oh, going back, probably eighties, late eighties, early nineties, and it was mm. called Family Tree, and it was the Rock Family Tree. And that was absolutely brilliant. Um, one of the first documentaries that he did was White Snake. Oh, but that had some. That had some, you wouldn't believe how related, because you've got Rainbow, you've got Deep Purple, and White Snake, and then it goes on Rio and all that lot. So like, yeah, that was brilliant. That was. <laughs> but I'm, I was surprised when you, you look at some of these big bands. You know, you look at Guns N' Roses. Mm. Yeah. So you, you've got, uh, is it Zach? Oh, guitarist. Big Viking looking dude. What Which one? He, he was part of the... The lineup, Guns N' Roses. Um, remember when Chinese Parliament? Everybody was waiting for years for that. So, Guns N' Roses. You got Slash, Duffy. Yeah. He was the bass player. Is he straddling? Yeah. Um, they'd all left by then. Mm. Or been fired. <laughs> Can't believe it. You read through it and it's just like Axel Rose hissy fit number one, Axel Rose hissy fit number two. I so, mean, so when you think about it, Guns N' Roses would be probably a good biopic as well. Oh yeah, I mean, you don't get much more rock and roll than the start-up. You know, you've got Tracy Gunn from... Um, LA Guns. LA Guns. He forms this band with Axel Rose, so the, mm. hence Guns N' Roses. And um, there's a few lineup changes early on, but then Tracy Gunn gets miffed at Axl Rose, so he mm. leaves, and eventually you end up with the classic uh, lineup. But you know, it, it's that sort of Hollywood strip yeah. vibe, isn't it? Oh God, that Hollywood strip. I mean, what was that? 80, 85, 84, 85, The Hollywood strip, because they ended up with Motley Crue. Poison, all that lot, wasn't it? You didn't hear a word I said there, did you? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, his earphones just fell out of his ear. <laughs> that were brilliant. 
oh, that. The sooner I fix my cans, the better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always hold it in your ear like that and look like one of them presenters. Ah, extraordinary. Extraordinary. (laughs) Oh, bless you. Oh, where were we? Right, so, did I miss anything there? (laughs) I was on about the LA Strip and I was on about Poison, Motley Crue and all them lot. Oh, yeah, I mean... To be honest with you, the, the story behind the LA Strip would actually be good. Because oh, the yeah. amount of bands that came out of that L.A. strip. Oh, God. I mean, Viper Room. Mm. You know, a film about the Viper Room in itself would be a fantastic, absolutely amazing film. And I'm just trying to think now. So it would be around 84. Yeah, 84, 85, around there, isn't it? Yeah, because I'm trying to think. Who did Riding Wave? Um... He's typing again. He's typing again. I know I'm typing again. I'm trying to think. The Mm. in the wave. He was part of the Motley Crue story because Vince Neil killed the drummer. Um. Well, I say (laughs) he did. He didn't. It was a car accident. But Vince Neil had had one too many sherbets and should never (laughs) have been driving. So uh, I think it was Bam Bam. No, Bam Bam was. Bam Bam was Dogs to Moor. Yeah. He was the drummer out of the Dogs to Moor. I'm trying to think. Uh, Michael did The Man With No Eyes. Um, oh. uh, I love watching you have a brain fart. <laughs> it's, it's not a brain fart. It's sat, you know when you just get that thought and the name's <laughs> just sat at the top of the fence, but he's going, I'm not coming down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, what was the other one? Let me think. Man, if I search for Man With No Eyes. Right, Michael Munro. Michael Munro. Ladies Michael, and gentlemen, Michael Munro. <laughs> Michael Munro, yeah. Um, ah, no, I never realised that. He's Finnish. Hanno Rocks, that's who I was thinking of. Right. So Hanoi Rocks, what an awesome band. They were sort of glam metal at its dirtiest. I think if the drummer hadn't been killed, you'd have probably found them, they they would have outdirtied Motley Crue any day of the week. Mm. These mm. these boys knew how to party. <laughs> Seriously knew how to party. Razzle, that was the name of the drummer. Mm. Now I know what you're about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they were... They were up there. Mm. They were up there, the Hanoi Rocks. That would be another great biopic. Mm. It would. Because you go from Razzle's death, um, and then they did sort of so, solo projects. Um, I mean, Munro did uh, an album on his own, not faking it. You've got Slash. You know, they're all part of the group, so mm. you he was friends with Slash. He was friends with Rose. Um, Mike Monroe appeared on Spaghetti Incident. Mm. Um, so he was on Ain't It Fun? Yeah. Which was the Dead Boy cover off that yeah. album. Uh, they went on to reform the Hanoi Rocks. 
um, and that lasted till 2009. But that original lineup, you know, it's normally the case, isn't it? Mm. The vibe is with the original people. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Right. Well, we've reached that hour. And that hour... Already? Already, yes. That hour has been reached. <laughs> I was really enjoying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can always do it another week. Definitely. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. Here's one. Here's an idea for a later show. Yeah. You like your rock. I like my hair metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let, let's take a period of time... And we'll, we'll do the personal preferences from that period and oh, see yeah. how many actually overlap. Mm. Yeah, because I, be mean, I, I love my glam metal. Mm, I, yeah. I like a bit of glam metal. You can't beat a bit of that. I mean, dogs, choir boys, uh, wild arts. You Poison, know. rat. Um, oh, what were they called? Oh, what's that other band? Oh, Vane. Oh, yes. I used to love Vane. Vane. Oh, God, oh. yeah. God almighty, what was the other one? Cherry Cherry Bombs? No, that's the girls. Can you remember um, Warrant? Do I? Warrant Cherry Pie. Oh <laughs> that al- that album, forget Cherry Pie, because that's uh, d- the one dirty, that we have d- to. Dirty Rotten Filthy Stinking Rich was the album. Yep. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. Oh god, that were ace album that was. <laughs> but then you've got tracks like Rainmaker, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Mm. Can Mr. You, what was that band from Scarborough? Came out roughly about the same time as that. Uh, Little Angels. Never, never hit me that. Yeah, I've still got a single of theirs um, for the second album, and I can't remember what the second album was called, but it was originally going to be called Spitfire, and they changed mm. it. But the actual single that I've got is still saying that the album is going to be called Spitfire. Mm, look at you, just, memorabilia. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. <laughs> oh if I start going through my record collection, then it's all like, oh yeah. Here's one. Did you ever hear of Romeo's daughter? No. Romeo's daughter were around the same sort of time as the Wild Arts started out. So it would have been Ginger leaving the Choir Boys and starting the Wild Arts. Right. Ninety one, ninety two. But that was Matt Lang's wife, mm. or Mutt Lang's wife, that was the lead singer. All right. I tell you um, another band in that era, Thunder. Oh yeah. I mean, Backstreet oh. Symphony. That album was. Oh, I played that to death. That album. Weren't they originally Terraplane? Not that I'm aware of. I'll have to. I'll have to double check on that. Hmm. But anyway, that's for another episode. That's for we... another serious another episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, you get us started on music, you get us started on vaping, and that's it. We go on forever. Go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't. We just sit there and chinwag. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's wrap this one up. Thanks ever so much for listening, guys and girls. It's been absolutely awesome. Steve, it's been awesome with you as well. Thank you for taking me down memory lane. Seriously, down memory lane. <laughs> Making me feel I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for the Google foo, mate, but it oh, had to be done. Yeah, definitely. 
Right, don't forget, if you've got any comments, please leave them down in the comment section. If you want to talk about anything or you've got any questions or anything like that, you can always catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and SoundCloud. So you can always leave a comment down there for us. Right, Steve, I will let you sign out. Yeah, thank you very, very much for listening. I appreciate that. Uh, this has been a bit of a personal fest for us because we we do love our music um if you've liked what you've heard as mark said please leave a comment uh if you want to get in touch with us we you can always email us at tales from the home at gmail.com and if you'd like to see us although god knows why you'd want to see me <laughs> you can always catch <laughs> us on the home service on solem's channel on thursday nights at seven o'clock uh, more of a vaping based show, but trust me, the madness just seems to percolate oh, yeah, yeah, through. Just, just carries on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's with uh, Aiden Little Bro Vapes and with Chris Lethal Coils as well. So you, you uh, nearly forgot him then, didn't you? Uh, no you nearly chance. Did. You nearly... Hashtag afterthought. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that American no. dude. What's that American dude? <laughs> Hang on a minute. I'll just Google through it. Google through it. Hang on a minute. Oh, it's Chris. Lethal Coils. That's who he is. Anyone knew his name? That <laughs> was uncalled for and unkind. <laughs> So, if you'd like to, as I say, if you'd like to catch another episode uh, involving me and Mark, the Elm Service. Uh, Mark's got reviews up normally on a Monday, Wednesday, and Wednesday as well. Yep. Um, obviously, Bank Holiday Monday today, so I don't think we're going to be treated to one tonight. But, no, I'm uh, going to spend time with the wife. I should hope so as well. Mm. Mark has an absolutely wonderful wife. I do. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. But, uh, I'm sure you've heard us sing, heard us singing her praises previously. But, uh, right, right, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> never ever wear earbuds for a podcast. That's never. all I'm going to say. No, <laughs> never. <laughs> right. Thanks ever so much for listening, and we so appreciate it. So, bye. Bye.